right here on your best mix of music, 98.4 Capital FM in studio with us this morning. James uh, Chuanya, tax manager. Uh, I need to understand, we need to understand what, what, first of all, welcome to Capital FM, James. Thank you very much, Farid. First time here? First time here. Okay. Nice. Yeah, only pass on the outside. Right. <laughs> it's good to be in the studio. Right, right, right. Yep. Uh, tell us a little about what it means to be a tax manager and, uh, you know, where you work and uh, what, what, what your job entails. I think uh, generally uh, I work with PKF. I'm a tax manager with uh, the PKF. It's an audit firm in the industry. Uh, basically what we do is that we sit on the other side of taxpayers uh, to try and uh, look at what the general tax implication or try and resolve issues around taxes for the various tax uh, 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 persons out there. Mm -hmm. From time to time, I think you'll, you'll see that there are increases in taxes on the people's income, uh, a raft of tax changes that come with the uh, uh, KRA even imposing taxes and collecting taxes. So as uh, tax uh, consultants, we most of the time try to assist the taxpayers to mitigate the tax to plan as well on their tax uh, on their taxes as well as to try and restructure the business uh, of the companies in a way that is tax efficient hmm. wow okay uh now you talk about sitting on the other side so you're sitting on the side of the taxpayer that is it not the nice. tax collector not the tax collector. so you're not the enemy <laughs> you're, you're on our team you're on our team which we like <laughs> it, it, it's a tough world there for kra if you if you want to think about what kind of um you know, targets they're given each and every financial year, financial year beginning in July uh, for the country. Um, it's it's a tough one because, you know, every year, if you go back to our previous uh, governments, whether it was Uhuru Kenyatta's 10 years, Mwakibaki's 10 years, um, we know that the pressure has been on KRA increasingly uh, in each, uh, I, I hate the word regime, it sounds like we, <laughs> we live in some sort of dictatorship, but in each regime there's, you know, more I increased pressure on KRA to collect more taxes, which are you know, I'm a business owner. I pay individual taxes as well. Uh, like many of us, um, we know what that pressure feels like. Uh, COVID was a tough time for everyone. Mm -hmm. There was a little bit of a moratorium KRA gave you, but it didn't really last long. When you meet, uh, when you have to try and mitigate between the taxpayer, whether it's a business or an individual, and the government, uh, knowing that they have obligations that they must meet as well, as, as well as our obligations as the taxpayer, um, you know, how do you how do you balance that? How do you balance that? That because it's it's frightening when you get letters and you get phone calls and your your relationship manager from KRA is calling you saying, <laughs> "Hey, what's happening?" And you know, I'm, I've learned in my many years of paying the government taxes that honesty is the best policy, and to say I don't have the money right now. Yeah. Uh, but but sometimes that's not good enough. Uh, that is true. Uh, it's actually a delicate balance. I agree with you that uh, to try and uh, balance between the taxes you have to pay to the carry and carry also trying to meet their collections. I think if you look at the collections carry have had in the last couple of years, there's, there's always been an increase into uh, how much they're intended to collect. I think this year, more specifically, they are intended to collect about 2.6 trillion mm -hmm. uh, of taxes. Uh, if you compare that to uh, the 2.1 they had to collect last year and the number has been increasing on a year-to-year -year basis, uh, it's actually a delicate balance because if you have to tell the taxpayer to pay taxes uh, and then KRA is also on their neck to try and collect taxes, we also have to balance and mitigate. But I think from a taxpayer perspective, uh, I don't think there's any taxpayer, uh, you and uh, even myself, who is not uh, willing to pay the taxes. I think we all want to pay our taxes. 
uh, but then it, that should also come with the, if KRA were to demand tax or collect taxes from you, it has to be a fair share of tax that they are collecting and not imposing taxes that do not really exist. And what I'm wondering too, when you see these increases in targets, are KRA collecting from more individuals or are just ta- are inflation and taxes on goods going up uh, to kind of make that difference? And I'm wondering also, you know, PKF's position on the current state of the economy and this increase in taxes that we're seeing here with the finance bill. I think from the collection perspective, uh, uh, there are actually various uh, tax obligations that uh, the KRA have to uh, look at. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at uh, income taxes for us as individuals mm-hmm. and even for companies which uh, have to pay taxes on the profits they make at the end of the year. We're also looking at custom and import taxes uh, for goods that are coming in into the country uh, which are being used by manufacturers or even you and me. I'm looking at VAT on uh, the goods that are sitting on uh, the retail uh, from time to time when you walk into the supermarket, those goods are already levied or charged through VAT as well. Right. I'm also looking at excise duty uh, that has uh, in the past been taxed on uh, on uh, harmful products, uh, but more recently I think they've moved or tried to increase the tax band to the tax bracket to cover even items that are not e- essentially uh, sinful, uh, uh, sinful products. So I'm looking at uh, various tax obligations for carry to mm-hmm. try and uh, uh, collect the taxes. Mm-hmm. I think the short of it is that uh, customs actually does more collection for carry, mm-hmm. and uh, from the information we are getting is that uh, it's actually the the, the only tap, the only obligation that has met its targets this year. Wow! So if you look at uh, the collection or, or the anticipated collection of two point one, we are still short. F- we are still short of about the two point one trillion that uh, was intended to be collected. I think we're doing about. By the end of the month, we should be doing about 1.8, 1.9 trillion, mm-hmm. and it's only customs that has actually met uh, the Their taxes. Uh, the rest of the other uh, tax obligations are a little bit still lagging behind in terms of collections, but we will be able to know the real picture when they actually when Kerry actually give us the real uh, the real numbers at the end of the financial year. Mm-hmm. But if you look at again the economy, because again we also have to balance what the tax is and what the state of the economy is. Right. I think to be brutal, to be honest, we are not doing very well as a country. Yeah. Uh, maybe from the cost of living. Uh, I think I was walking into the supermarket uh, about a week or two weeks back, and I'm looking at sugar retailing. The 2 kg sugar is retailing at 230. Yeah. That should be about uh, uh, 460, yeah. 460 on the 2 kg sugar. Yeah. The, the, the maize, uh, a packet of maize is, is on the high. Uh, you also look at uh, the other products in the supermarket. So generally, from 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 the commodities perspective, I think each of us is actually feeling the pinch. Absolutely. In terms of uh, how much those uh, uh, those products actually fall, but then again, if you also look at it on the other side, uh, 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 I'm trying to look at maybe the disposable income we both have. Because we don't I, really first have. First of all, what disposable income are you speaking of, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> that, those days are over. You know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> true, 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 true. Those ended in 2018. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a time we used to have a lot of uh, some some disposable income to at least spend. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the changes that have come in tax post COVID, and uh, and even even the proposed changes, I don't think we'll really have much in our pockets to spend. The the, the housing levy, uh, which let's you know, which <laughs> this is, is Reed's biggest the, pain elef- point. the elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got to talk about it because you know they're calling it a levy so that we don't think it's tax. But what is if 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 I if I search the word levy here, mm-hmm. levy description, right? Uh, what is it, levy? Yeah, 
it, it will tell me that it's a tax, right? I mean, I did this yesterday. Yes. I can do it again now. It's fine. Um, so uh, impose. So it's a tax of 2% was levied on all cargoes is how you use it in a sentence. Uh, a levy is actually... Uh, the, the, the definition of a levy is in fact a tax. They were calling it a housing levy to make us think that we were not paying a tax, but it's a tax. Mm-hmm. It's actually a tax. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you look at the drafting of the bill when the bill first came out, it was meant to be a contribution uh, where the employer would do a contribution of uh, uh, 3% and the employer would do 3% with a capping of uh, 5000 on, on on it. And uh, that would be contributed to a fund which had been created. And uh, uh, after after some period of time, uh, I think that what we are getting is that uh, that fund would be refundable, uh, would be transferred back to you, uh, 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 or you or into your pension scheme after a couple of times. But if you look through, uh, because that is an issue that has been uh, widely uh, uh, objected to by various stakeholders. If you go through the submissions in uh, uh, to the to the to the committee on finance and public uh, uh, finance and uh, uh, national planning uh, if almost every stakeholder who made submissions there are over a thousand submissions they all objected to it so what they simply did uh, is that they simply switched it from a contribution and introduced it to a fund <laughs> sorry from contribution to make it a levy so that uh, uh, what actually happens is that uh, if it's a tax it's something that you cannot collect back uh, so Unfortunately, if uh, the bill actually passes as it is, then uh, we will have to be subjected to the tax that is not refundable and not a contribution as it was initially. But that's interesting. So a levy would be something technically that you can get back in your pension uh, reimbursement. A tax is something you give to the government and for some proposed change in government structures, etc., etc., 1.5% and maybe we don't want to get too political in this conversation but I do need to ask you um, you know the president initially uh, you know especially someone like Sonny who's a you know very active on the influencer space uh, and we know that was basically halved right yes Um, now we're looking at um, uh, a housing levy that was supposed to tax that was supposed to be 3% which is now 1.5% why the concessions if, if you look, go back to the papers two weeks ago the president clearly said that this is done and dusted this is how it's going to go and I would like to see which of my members of parliament <laughs> you know uh, decide to vote against this now all of a sudden it's gone from 3% to 5% is that a popularity and I'm asking you this without you, you if you don't want to get talk politics you tell us but is that more of a popular popularity move uh because i don't feel any better paying one point. i don't <laughs> want to pay anything i want to pay zero right. percent it should be my choice i actually agree with you uh, that it should be a choice uh it shouldn't be mandatory as it it has been put but if you actually look at it keenly i think what uh, uh, has actually happened in the last uh, uh, one month is that while it was initially proposed to be three percent and now it's 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 meant to be five percent. I think what the government was doing was, uh, in a way, trying to uh, uh, encourage public participation. Because when you see a bill that has an amendment uh, that is introduced uh, at three percent, mm-hmm. ideally the bill is not law until it passes into into an act of parliament. And what uh, 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 the laws provide for is that when it's introduced as a bill, it has to undergo public participation. Right. You hear various opinions of various stakeholders and uh, the general feeling of the people about uh, uh, what you're intending to, to tax. And that is legally the right process that uh, uh, that was followed. And uh, them introducing, uh, the government reducing it to 1.5, I think is is in, is, in, is in a way 
trying to incorporate the views of what uh, 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 various stakeholders said. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think if you go through the submissions that were uh, brought, to, brought to parliament by the various stakeholders, I think almost everyone objected to the housing levy. Yeah. Uh, uh, so rather than uh, remove it completely, they decided to, uh, as Farid says, uh, do a popularity contest with the people and introduce reduce it to 1.5%. But either way, even the 1.5% is still on the higher side because if we were to do a, if we were to do a math, say for instance, of uh, of an employer that has about 300 to 500 employees on mm-hmm. a month-to-month basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, because uh, while initially there was a cap of two uh, of 2,500, now there's no cap on it. Right. So we are saying that if there's no cap on it and you have employees, you're paying averagely about 50,000. It can't be high because there are those who go even up to 400. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can do about 1.5% one, 1. on that 400 income. And right. you have with a no cross cap. With no cap. And you have that running across then you can imagine the effect the effect that has on the company so it's an additional cost to 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 companies and employers to try and bear the costs uh, bec- to bear the cost because it's it's a levy and it's not it's not refundable so i agree with you it may be a popularity contest uh, uh, as farid says but uh, it has actually it was uh, done uh, in light with what the law provides for mm-hmm. on public participation mm mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we'll take a break for sports. When we come back, obviously, we'll talk more about some of those expectations uh, from, from where you sit um, in terms of what we can expect to, to happen today uh, and uh, what that means for... And you, you mentioned syntax. Uh, we're going to talk about what falls into that category as well. Capital FM. Taxmaster James Chuanya, PKF, and of course, Farid and myself, Sony Side Up, right here on Capital in the Morning. We're talking about the budget, which is being tabled later today at 3 o'clock. We've been talking about it all day because it stays absolutely relevant to our day-to-day lives. Uh, and James, I'm wondering if you can speak to uh, speak a little bit to uh, the trajectory of what we're seeing in terms of uh, inflation and uh, our overall revenue as a country and growth uh, and, and how our economy will fare going forward. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason the economy uh, or most of us are not feeling the economy is because of the numbers that are out there. If you look at, say, inflation, as you've mentioned, I think our inflation now is doing about uh, 9.2% uh, compared to uh, the, the rate that we had uh, before. I think we've actually done an increase from 56 to about 9, 9.2%. Almost doubled. That's almost double uh, the inflation rate. And when the interest rate, uh, when, the, when the inflation rate actually goes up, the government will try and curb what that inflation rate has actually gone in. You see the same as actually applied on the interest rate, for instance. Uh, the central bank ga- mm-hmm. the, cent- the central bank rate has actually gone up for, uh, on, 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 on interest, for instance. And uh, if you look at uh, the interest that we were before, we used to do a steady 7, 7%. Now we are doing almost 9.5% as at March this year. Yeah. So there's a, there's a significant increase in both uh, the inflation and, uh, and, and the interest as well. And of course, when the interest goes up, we all know that we all know that that equally has as a ripple effect on how much you can actually borrow from the bank. Mm-hmm. I think Farid had mentioned earlier about disposable income. <laughs> it goes back to that because at the end of the day, your pay slip doesn't have much. You go to the bank to try and collect, uh, take some loan. You can't take the loan because they, we are doing an interest rate from the bank of so about thirteen percent average Jeez. now. Yeah, yeah I, I literally just started my mortgage. Um, and 
I was talking to a friend of mine in the UK uh, who just started his mortgage as well. And he's like, so what's the interest rate? And I told <laughs> him it's slightly lower than 13%. And I'm not going to name the bank, obviously. Sure. And uh, they're talking of 3 to 5% in the UK in terms of interest on, wow. on facilities like mortgages as well. So we are really working in a situation where you end up paying 15, 12 to 15% more than the, the value of that particular item, higher purchase you're buying. Mm-hmm. Uh, valid point you make on disposable income. Let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, you we, you said off air and, and I was wrong that cigarettes and beer or cigarettes and alcohol are not going to be, the syntax is not going to happen. But disposable income directly affects... <coughs> Cigarette manufacturers and alcohol producers. True. If you don't have money to buy alcohol, <laughs> if you have less money for Friday, Kenyans used to go out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yep. and then drink on Sunday afternoon. Yes, yes correct. And the only day to recover was Monday. Yeah. And then Tuesday you start again. Okay. If you and I live on off Othaya Road. <clears throat> if you guys know Othaya Road, on every there's car washes, bars, car washes, bars, yes. and uh, I, if I'm driving home on a Friday evening, that road used to be you. I would come the other way. Fully bucked. Right? Yeah, yeah. To get, I would take the uh, Loy Tok Tok Road to get home. Mm-hmm. Now I can take Gitanga Road up to Othaya Road. Maybe <laughs> maybe Friday and Saturday night it's a bit busy, but it's just not the same as it was. So these mm-hmm. companies, these big syntax uh, organizations, breweries, uh, cigarette manufacturers, they're being affected adversely anyway because we don't have the money to spend on those goods. Mm-hmm. I think that is true. Uh, <coughs> and if you look at, uh, I think I'll go back to, so to the, to the, to the uh, example you gave. Where going back a number of years, uh, we used to spend from Monday to Sunday on on beer and drinks, uh, and and cigarette as well. If you check, I think when this trend actually changed, uh, I'm tempted to believe it actually changed with COVID, because when we sit back here and uh, I think none of us actually anticipated that COVID would eat us in the magnitude in which it did, and you found that uh, for most of us who'd actually uh, spend some time in the bars, we shifted to. Uh, taking our drinks in the house and uh, changing at least even from the brands that we used to take. So from 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 a from a tax perspective, I think uh, I, I partly agree with you uh, that uh, uh, the introduction of uh, some of these taxes will have a ripple effect even to to how much you actually spend, and that will even come with layoffs, for instance, because the the magnitude in which we saw COVID uh, actually. Uh, have an effect on uh, on the number of employees where companies are to lay off. I'm anticipating a situation where with this bill, if this bill passes into law and the proposals that it has come, it, it is actually coming with, we'll have corporates uh, and multinationals shifting out of the Kenyan economy for the very reason that the tax itself is is less is less friendly. Mm-hmm. And and I'll take the same example of the 1.5 percent on uh, on uh, on housing levy. Uh, because that is the one that uh, uh, most people talk about out there. I mentioned the the, the, the removal of the cap. Uh, you know, with, you know, with the initial cap on the bill, we were doing about two point two five hundred per person. That was coming to a cap of five hundred. Mm-hmm. If you remove the cap, uh, these uh, the corporates have uh, employees of five with income of five hundred to a thousand. I'll s- income five hundred to a million. Right. I'll take a case of example of someone in a million uh, uh, monthly income. 1.5% one, 1. will come to about 15,000 both ways so 15 15 that would be about 30 uh, but the the real effect is on the company for instance because mm-hmm. the company has to bear an additional cost mm-hmm. of 15,000 on its employees now you can imagine if you have 500 employees in the company you are looking at an additional cost of say 15,000 per person i'll take uh, by and large about uh, 20 or 30 of your employees who are above that 
uh, uh, that bracket. So I'm anticipating a situation where the housing levy itself is going to be an additional burden to the to the employees. Right. Uh, and and that will have an effect because the companies will have to lay off some of their staff members. Okay. And I feel like in all these conversations, it can feel really depressing and really scary about our future. Where, if at all, do you see hope for the future in terms of how we're going to be living and, and getting through this next period from July 1st, if the finance bill passes as is? There's actually hope to, to an extent because uh, uh, the bill... Um, as it was initially proposed, mm-hmm. uh, it has undergone uh, public participation. Uh, there are a few proposals which have been dropped from what had initially been proposed. And there are a few amendments which have also come with it. If I take, say, for instance, uh, the case where we had employees who are, would be taxed uh, over over 500, uh, uh, who are earning over 500,000, mm-hmm. would be taxed a straight 35%. Uh, there's some bit of hope for them because uh, the company has now decided uh, the 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 the, the, uh, the the committee has now decided to lower the tax and introduce an additional bracket of between those who are between 500 to 800,000 being taxed at 32.5 32.5%. Uh-huh. I'm also looking uh, looking at the syntax for instance because uh, Farid mentioned the syntax if you had seen what they had initially proposed uh, for the ladies uh, there was an there was an excess duty that was coming in for uh, beauty products. Uh, That's the, a the pink wigs. tax. Yes, the the wigs, uh, uh, the beards, the uh, the nails. <laughs> I, I the still don't w- understand. <coughs> Excuse me. <what? laughs> Farid got possessed like by a the fake like fake beards. Like they're taxing fake. Like what is that? I know it, it's it's crazy. Farid, if I'm, lo- I'm telling you, I'm not ever going to pay for a first date again if if I ever have another first date <laughs> <laughs> because of this pink tax. Uh-huh. Luckily for you, I think uh, they've dropped that proposal. Oh, I thought you were going to say lucky for you, you probably won't get another date. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> so there was a proposal that was coming for that that uh, was also dropped. Okay. Uh, so if you if you look through it again, Kinley, I think initially they had proposed that uh, uh, for, for companies that are paying uh, their suppliers, if you did there's something called withholding tax mm-hmm. if you deduct uh, uh, tax on the payment to the supplier uh, of say about 5% mm-hmm. you would be required to remit this tax to to carry uh, within 24 hours i think what they've done now is that they've stretched the the number of days a bit from uh, 24 hours to about uh, 5 days okay for both withholding tax and withholding vat as well uh, on on the same items, I think for 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 those of us who are buying commodities, uh, uh, there was an initial proposal to exempt uh, 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 LPG gases. Mm-hmm. I think now they've decided to retain it as it is, so there will be no additional increase in the gas. Okay. Uh, they've also done the same for maize mm-hmm. and sugar, which were also meant to go up. So you That's actually big. see a trend where maybe uh, uh, the government has listened a bit, or, uh, or parliament has uh, listened a bit, and try and ease the additional taxes that they were intending to impose on on customers uh, or on taxpayers. Absolutely. And sugar, gas, and maize is good to hear because we were talking about this offline that you never hear of the cost of goods going down. Like once it's set, it's set. Actually, uh, it is interesting because when the tax goes up, it's, it, it rarely goes down. Eh? Right. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you go back to uh, 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 the alcohol and the cigarette industries, where the excess, the excess tax on, on those thin products has been going up on a year-to-year basis, mm-hmm. I think this is the first time it has not been touched in, in the bill. Uh, and uh, there was a proposal, uh, I think at some point, uh, uh, the industry players in the submissions to to the National Assembly uh, the other day, they tried to ask uh, the committee that 
yes we agree it has not gone up but we want to ask you to reduce it a bit and that proposal was shut down by the committee mm. uh, they actually said we do not talk about what was not on the bill we will simply address what was in the bill so okay. trend wise it's very rare to see uh, the tax that has gone up uh, come down i think the on, w- m- the most likely case where we saw a change in the rates was with covid where we introduced right. amendments mm-hmm. uh, reduced the taxes and then they reverted back to the old taxes once in the opinion of the government the, the situation had eased okay a uh, qu- uh, quick question for you we we're talking about you know we're talking about price of items going up whether it's tax related or just items going up because you know you can blame things like the war in ukraine etc cetera, etc cetera, uh, as has been blamed for the last you know year and a bit um you know how much of what we're experiencing is global trend and how much of it is kenya specific mm. to be honest i think uh, uh, and i don't want to be political i think most of what we're experiencing is actually uh, 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 global related uh, because i'm looking at the global perspective uh, not very many of us actually know uh, how much we were impo- how much as a country we were importing from ukraine or how much ukraine was significant to the world and the war on russia and ukraine has had a serious impact on uh, uh, on uh, the fuel products for ins- for example mm-hmm. we've seen a significant increase in the fuel product because uh, for one reason or the other the dollar the dollar has actually been uh, uh, the kenya shilling has actually been weakening against the global currencies the dollar uh, the uh, the euro uh, the yen uh, the yuan so there's been a significant uh, uh, weakening of the Kenya shillings against the foreign currencies uh, but even globally wise uh, uh, because we mentioned uh, uh, Ukraine i'm also seeing a, a case where the interest rates in in the western comp- in the western economies has also been going up i think uh, uh, the us and uh, U- uk for instance have significantly high interest rates like they've never had before mm-hmm. so it's more or less a global problem mm. that uh, for one way or the other was meant to hit the kenyan economy as it has mm. but i'm also not exonerating uh, 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 the increase in prices to also uh, our our significant our, our our problems as a country because even from as as a country i also tend to believe the prices have actually gone up uh, because there are things we would have done better uh, there are taxes we would have eased on the people uh, our spending would have been done much better because we are looking at a budget of 3.6 trillion my question then is Uh, do we really need a budget of 3.6 trillion right where is it going where is it going and if you look at where it's going majority of it is actually going into debt repayment uh, if we sit back and look at uh, 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 how much we are actually spending on debt and how much as a government we expect would go to their locations in the ministries i think we've seen the budget policy statement and how much and where the government intends to spend uh, the revenue i'm looking at a case where they would want to put more of the revenue into the education sector they've actually put more on education sector when uh, 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 you see you look through the budget statement they are also intending to put more revenue into the agricultural sector and i think <coughs> going, going back uh, some of these problems uh, because you mentioned if uh, there, there are items that we could have controlled the, f- the increase in food products for instance is also the result of weather changes mm-hmm. we're just coming from a drought for example and uh, if you're coming from from the drought uh, of course the products uh, uh, out, uh, the weather wasn't there the farmers were not doing okay so the price significantly go up but now back to where our our problems were is that the cost of production or the cost of 
uh, uh, farm inputs is significantly high. Mm. Uh, uh, if you look at, if you look through the fertilizer, if you look through the various products that actually uh, culminate into the price of the food in the market, right. it, it, it is it is significantly high both ways. So okay. there so are lots issues. Of different, lots of different factors that can contribute to the high cost of living, not just uh, taxes not and just inflation. That. that is true. Uh, so if any, somebody want, is listening and they're like, you know what, I'm keen to learn more, hear more from James, our tax master slash tax manager. Uh, where can people <laughs> find more information? I uh, like tax master. <laughs> me too. He's a tax master. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that. Where, yeah. where can people <laughs> follow you, find more information, learn more from PKF? Uh, I think um, learning more of PKF, from a PKF perspective, we normally issue our tax alerts on a, on a, on a regular basis when there's a change in the law. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll issue out the, the alerts out there. Uh, I think you can even go to our website. Uh, we also have the LinkedIn page. Uh, our LinkedIn page will, regula- will, will update you on a regular basis on more about PKF. Uh, our websites will have our tax alerts on a regular basis, but you can also get get in touch with us directly okay. uh, on, 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 on issues that, uh, that are tax-related and where you'd want us to come in to uh, try and mitigate the tax for you. Amazing. Right. Thank you very much, James, for joining us uh, today. Uh, I know we're going to see you again, uh, probably to review uh, what happens today. Three o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. Three, o'clock. Three o'clock. Okay, fine. Uh, and again, if you have any questions, we will uh, also post James's contact or PKF's contact details on our uh, social media pages as well. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Farid. Thank you, Sonny. Thank you. Capital FM.